Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Pressed for Time. I am your host, Tyler Nethers, joined as always by Benny Rose. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this beautiful, rainy, dreary day here where I live. Uh, looks bright and sunny by you, Benny. Yeah, it's very overcast, but it is uh, warmer than it's been over here in New Jersey. It is a uh, nice, brisk 65 which nice it's been a lot of 40s and we had snow on my birthday which was weird because it's the first like legitimate snow the whole day it didn't stick <laughs> but it like snowed the whole day so I that don't was know anything weird. about that mm-hmm. yeah i know right what's that <laughs> yeah exactly no Does this styrofoam nice come out of the sky <laughs> this nice louisiana weather it is it's up in the 80s right now uh, we did have what a cold a, snap. dynamic we had a cold snap, Benny. Let me tell you, I had to put a jacket on to take my daughter to the bus. It was 62 degrees yesterday. Oh my God. <laughs> you oh, need it help. Was, it was frigid. It was Listen, absolutely man, it was, frigid. <laughs> there was a time when I, that one time I went to E3 and I stayed with my buddy uh, and uh, former bandmate, Tom Pino uh, from Ghost of Eden and Neon Arcadia. I crashed with him and he would take me to, uh, the beach and stuff like that like the boardwalk and whatnot and there was one night like we were hanging out and he's like oh we gotta go back to my house i gotta get a jacket i'm like bro it's like 71 degrees he's like yeah it's cold he's like i know i'm from new york but i've adapted to the the, the warm weather you he's do like, it's i'm like that's insane i'm over there in shorts uh-huh. and 70 and i'm in my glory Ah, oh. i yep. kind of wish i had warmer weather but i, I get it i get it that's cool though <laughs> it's nice but how's things otherwise brother good so i've been accused of being a shill if okay. you believe it because <laughs> i've brought up raid shadow legends a couple times on our videos and most people that talk about raid shadow legends only do so because they're getting paid because that's how most mobile gotcha games get word of mouth is by paying creators to talk about it but i will tell you i am not a shill And um, uh, so every two weeks in raid, if you're in a clan there, they do clan versus clan battles where basically everybody in your clan tries to rack up as many points as possible. And the more points you get, the more rewards you get and you battle against another clan who's trying to rack up as many points as they can. So you, you basically, you're fighting the other clan by doing your own stuff. So it's, you know, it's PVE, but got it. You rack up points. Um, and I'm in a I'm in a pretty great clan. Um, the guy that runs our clan, actually, Mark, he is a he is a supporter of the show and he watches all the episodes and gives me feedback and stuff like that. And I sent him a press for time shirt and a press for time mug. So he was awesome. out, he was out repping press for time the other day. So Mark, thank you. One for listening, two for being awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, so he, he runs the clan. I met him through raid shadow legends and he runs the clan that we're in. And we, um, they took a, they took a month off of clan versus clan for the fourth, the fourth anniversary. So we had a whole month of building, saving up resources and stuff to do this clan versus clan. And we absolutely mopped the floor with the other team over the weekend. Well, over it's, uh, they run on Tuesday and they run until, um, close of business Wednesday. So you've got all day, Tuesday, all day, Wednesday to compete. Um, interesting. And we, we absolutely slaughtered the other clan 
So it was pretty great. It's pretty, it's a pretty good clan, pretty fun game. And I, I really like the folks that I've met in there. We have our own discord channel and everything else. And for, for a game that I downloaded and checked out as a favor to a friend that was doing an ad through Twitch, where basically he got enough people to sign up for the game and play through the tutorial. He got a pretty sizable payout. Um, and I downloaded it just to get through the tutorial for him. And I was hooked and I have played there's a little tracker like you get daily login rewards and I've played for like 260 days straight now yikes yeah play All right, so I don't I don't day. feel so bad with my Fortnite time frame because of mm. that <laughs> I saw I saw my hours the other day like complete like because I was looking at Resident Evil for those that know um as of the recording my Resident Evil 4 remake review is up on gamingage.com we're going to try to do a show spoiler cast maybe in a week or two uh, once Tyler gets some time with the game. But I wanted to see how many hours I've played since getting the early review code. And it said I was at 31 hours as of nice. right now. And then I decided to get myself upset and look at my Fortnite hours. And I really wish I didn't because <laughs> it was already bad for last year. It's over. It's over seven hundred hours. Nasty, <laughs> nasty. Send, send help, and I mean no. not for nothing, because of the plethora of games that I enjoy coming out this year. I have been playing significantly less. Thankfully, I'm not really into this season so far. You're a so sick I man. Be, I might be taking a break. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they did put out Leon and Claire yesterday in the, in the shop, so I had to buy that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh sucker. my God. Sucker. <laughs> yeah. I've stayed as a, a free to play player on raid. I don't, I don't spend money. Well, I guess technically I do. I buy the monthly pass, like the battle pass every month. Cause it gets yeah. you, it gets you a bunch of stuff, but I don't play it like actively. Point. So like right now my phone is sitting next to me on the, on the desk and the game is running because the game runs itself. So the majority of what you need to do is build your champions, build your characters and then it's gear management. And then the game, you can set it up to auto battle. So like you see, I'm on multi-battle 16 of 26 or whatever. So I've got 26 battles that it's going to run in a row for me. And then when it's all done, I net I net all my rewards from the battles. So I'll set it up and let the game run and then go through management inventory. It's very Diablo-esque in that way. It's very stats heavy. You you farm for gear pieces and you may get a hundred pieces of the same gear, but you only need you need one with very specific stats. Um, so it. you'll farm over and over and over again for incremental upgrades to stats. Like, hey, I need I need 10% more crit rate. So I'm looking for gloves that have crit rate as the primary stat and go from there. Got it. But, okay. That's a little bit over my head, but that's okay. We do that have, was your uh, deep dive into Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> I mean, we'll do deep dives into my games one day, but uh, today is a very casual episode. As you can tell, we're just kind of shooting the shit, if you will. You know, there's nothing too crazy going on. We uh, have had some great shows with some great people. We have some really awesome stuff lined up for the next uh, month or two coming forward. And, you know, we just, we figured the most important thing out of the show for us is our friendship, how we, you know, have been working together for so long 
and we've yet to meet each other in person. We've talked about that briefly. Uh, yeah. As you, as we mentioned, we're, you know, kind of in different States and stuff like that. So, you know, there's that challenge, but we also connected pre COVID and now kind of, you know, I hate to be meta again, but you know, COVID has brought us closer because we have these abilities and, you know, the zoom thing kind of really helped evolve us to be able to, to talk more. So, yeah. you know, I just wanted to have a nice casual show and we'll definitely do more of these down the line too. And, you know, we figure we could take a little time to get to know each other a little better because, uh, you know, we speak a little bit offline. And one of the things that I learned was, you know, Tyler has never seen child's play. Nope. And I didn't know what to, to, to say to that. And it not a, not in a negative way, just like, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, we have some guests, which is awesome. Yes, I have my children. <laughs> so what I'm going to do here is we're going to briefly pause the recording and then we will resume in a moment. We'll be right back. All right. Interruption has been dealt with. Crisis averted. Yes. Parenthood 101, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Again, we are pressed for time. Full-time dads, part-time everything else. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, you know, we were just briefly talking about child's play and yeah. what a core part of my life it is, and uh, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people that have not seen it, but somebody that I, you know, I know you like horror, I yeah. was a little surprised. And so, movies, I mean, it's just yeah, it's, it, it's just something that I've totally missed. Um, the concept of the doll being scary never really worked for me um so i just now, let me let me ask you why do you feel like it's not scary or do you feel like nope i don't want to deal with that oh no just yeah it, it just seems not scary okay like fair this the concept did not interest me that much i watched megan uh this year and had the same problem i've uh, not I intimidating that was, man that was a that was a bad movie to begin with but um no but I'm i'm totally open to to check it out like i said i've just never it's never been one that has popped up. There are so many movies right. that I that I try to watch and want to watch. It's never been one that's popped up on my okay. like need to watch list. But now it's moved its way up. Ah, uh, too kind. Well, I, I will leave you with this. As a diehard fan of the franchise, there is a lot that, you know, may turn you off, you know, more than some of the other content. I will say um, at the minimum, trying the original. And the second three is okay, but one and two are standouts for a lot of reasons. They both have pretty very dynamics as far as how the pacing of the movies go. Yeah. I feel the first one is much darker in tone. Um, you know, it, it is a, an earlier movie, but I was fortunate enough to play uh, to see Child's Play 2 as like a seven, eight year old. Yeah. So like that was a big deal for me. I saw that in the theater, dude. So can you imagine being a child and seeing that? It is definitely, it's definitely one that I'll check out. Like you were saying the other day offline, if we could set up like a watch party or something and watch it together. Yes. I would totally key. love to do that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's something like that can be streamed. Like, you know, like, you know, we don't, show we don't stream the film. Exactly. You know, that could be cool. You know, we take a day, plan that out, get some popcorn, like literally yeah. just like veg out. I, like I think it. that'd be cool. Excuse me. So I think that it would be cool. Maybe you pick, I pick that movie and maybe you pick a movie that maybe I haven't seen. 
and then we can kind of do back and forth because this is something that I've done with uh, with Paul and Media Mastermind, but we, it's usually like we kind of recommend the movie to each other and then we'll just talk about it. But yeah. I think it'd be cool to elevate that and actually like try to watch it in this in this world where we can connect like yeah. that in like, a, in like a digital theater, if you will. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we could do it maybe even in the uh, in the meta quest. You certainly can. Well, I guess so. I haven't done it in quest. I used to do it in the index all the time. So right. when I had the index and me and my buddies again, we we're just going to talk about COVID every episode, I think. But and COVID first kicked <laughs> off. I had my core group, and we would go to the movies every single week. We would go watch one well, on every week. Every single week, there was a movie we wanted to watch. We were in the theater, um, so we tried to go every week. And once COVID hit and theaters shut down, and it just wasn't safe to go do that, we set up a virtual theater inside VR, and we would all get together, and I would stream movies from my digital library, and. Nice and throw it up there and it, it would put you in a real movie theater. It's you got movie theater seating, you got the big giant, you know, 180 inch screen or whatever. Right. It was a good time. That's really so, cool. Yes, that's something we'll we have to look into to that ladies and gentlemen, and then yeah. we could talk about it. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So let's, let's do a little bit of, as I said, you know, we'll kind of consider this getting to know you a little more, Yeah. you know, tell me a little bit about, like how you got into games, maybe your parents, you know, you, you know, siblings, like was like, what was your life like as a kid? I know we've spoken a little bit about Resident Evil and how you got introduced to that a little mm-hmm. later in the game. But yeah, like where, where did gaming start for you and your passion for movies and stuff like that? So all stems from my dad, both sides of that. Um, my dad was a huge tabletop gamer. He was a D&D guy. Um, growing up like that was that was his thing he and his buddies would get together and they'd play D for six days straight over the summer they'd camp out and they'd just play D. um so he was big into that and he was a very very early adopter of the nes and the snes so both of those consoles were in my house when i was a kid um, and i remember sitting i'd play duck hunt and go right up to the screen and shoot the ducks with the gun and cheat. Um, nice. And, you know, I'd play Mario and Star Fox. Oh, my God. I used to play the shit out of Star Fox. I was terrible at it. I don't know if I ever made it past the first level as a as a kid. But I would Little just play it over. Area. <laughs> yeah, I would just play it over and over and over and over again. Um, Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, he would, so my dad would play though, and I would watch him play like the harder games. Like I remember, I vaguely remember him playing Contra. Um, I vaguely remember a Star Wars game that was Super Nintendo, probably. Yeah, it was Super, on Super Nintendo. Super, yep. Super Star Wars. Yeah, and it was hard as fucking nails. Yep. Um, Still I, <laughs> I remember watching him, and he would, he would, he could tear through Contra in a couple minutes. And you know, there was that way that you could like. Do the thing. I was a kid. Yep. I don't remember a lot of the specifics. Up, 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 down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start, ladies and gentlemen. That is yeah. the Konami code. Yep. <laughs> so my dad, my dad did all that shit. How many would blast through Contra and he would sit and play Super Star Wars or whatever. And yeah, I remember him just getting so frustrated. He would get so mad. He'd put it down. And he'd be like, fuck this. I'm going to do something else. Um and the so, first one was brutal because you didn't get like a lightsaber till later on in the game. Right. And you just have a blaster. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's exactly what I remember. Um, and then, awesome. of course, getting into Donkey Kong, which was the first game that I got good at. Like, that was the 
that was the first. I mean, it was probably it was Donkey Kong Country, so that would have been on the SNES. Yeah. Um, that was the first one that I really that became my game. Um, and I, I remember going through and getting to the B boss and how excited I was the first time I beat the the B, the boss. Um, and I played that a lot. And then the GameCube came out and that was, you know, that was so big for me. It was getting into the GameCube. Um, I had a PlayStation 1. I didn't play very many games. I played uh, Crash Bandicoot a lot on the PS1. And my dad played Crash Bandicoot a lot, but that was where he stopped. So he stopped at the PlayStation One and the GameCube, and that was that was as high as he ever went into gaming. And then I basically picked up the baton from there and ran with it. Um, the last joint experience I have was us playing Animal Crossing on the GameCube, and we would go, we would stay up way later than we were supposed to, long after my mom was like, "No, he needs to be in bed." up fishing on animal crossing trying to catch red snappers to sell them for bells and pay off our debts to old tom nook <laughs> that's cool yeah so that's that a, was that huge. sounds like an awesome memory man yeah um and then movies the exact same way my dad's just like me he was a huge physical media collector he had hundreds of vhs's thousands of dvds again he was a really early adopter for the dvd um, and he basically went through and tried to recreate his entire VHS collection on DVD. So I had this massive library of movies to choose from as a kid on DVD. So there were movies that I would watch with him. And then there were the movies I would steal from his shelves and watch at night by myself that I wasn't allowed to watch. So mm -hmm. stealing things like death sentence as, you know, like a, a 10 year old, 12 year old boy <laughs> and getting into yeah. that and, and death race and things with death in the title, because I was, you know, a young yeah, boy. You're a like, teen, teen that yes, was curious. Exactly. Um, so that really fostered, he really instilled an appreciation, not just for watching movies, but an actual appreciation for the art of filmmaking and, and quality, but he was never a snob. He would go watch, high quality good movies and he would watch bad movies and be like it's still fun you can you can turn your brain off and have a good time watching a bad movie and you can sit down and focus and get something out of a good movie um so he taught me that distinction which i think has helped me grow into a well-rounded film buff without being a snob without being somebody that's like no it's not that's not you know that's not cinema or it's whatever quality yeah now I, I I am kind of snobby. Like I'll look at stuff and be like, I like this. This is not cinema. Like I agree with Martin Scorsese's takes on the right. Marvel films and stuff. And I, I, he didn't mean those that negatively. He said it's a theme park ride and it absolutely is. What the fuck is wrong with going to a theme park? He wasn't yeah, saying they're, it they're in a bad way. Flicks. Exactly. And he's fine with that. He was just saying, hey, it's important that we maintain a distinction between cinema and movies. Right. Which I agree Makes with. Makes sense. I'm good Makes with sense. that. I own all the Marvel movies, even the bad ones. <laughs> I also own 300 plus Criterion films. I've got the complete Akira Kurosawa collection. I mean, I love 
film, but I love movies. So it's a, it's a well-rounded way to be. And I think I owe all that to my dad. So that's awesome. Really, really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to to get to learn that about you. And I, I hear a lot of similarities with us, which is really yeah. cool. Cause I would say my dad is the, the same connection for me. Exactly. You know, as you know, I was born and raised in the world of comic books and movies and video games and mm-hmm. toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was literally, you know, my dad's first comic store was in the same apartment building is where we lived. So he would literally go downstairs and go to work. And, uh, you know, when he opened his second store, which was uh, named Memory Lane, uh, was literally across the street. So it was just a walk away. You know, it wasn't very far. And I was there all the time. And, you know, it started off with just comics and arcade games. You know, my dad in the first store had a plethora of arcade games. We had Paperboy, we had Gauntlet, we had Tron, we had Robotron. Um, and I got to be around that. And I had a good relationship on the gaming side, more with my mother, because my mother and I would play games together. Mm-hmm. So my mom is the reason I got into Zelda, which I am so thankful for, because we connected with the original Legend of Zelda. She loved it, and she'd play it a lot. We'd play it together. Um, but then we'd also play a ton of gauntlet. Like my mom yeah. used to work like in telecommunications. So she, when she'd come home, she'd be in her uniform and everything, but I'd be in the store and then we'd go in the back. And I remember sitting there playing gauntlet with her for you know a good amount of time. Yeah. And, um, you know, as the store changed, got to the other store, times changed. We became to get into the nineties. We started getting into the world of NES, SNES, Genesis, my dad was an early adopter as well as a lot of, you know, nerds like us, you know, but he did it more in the business side. He was one of the first stores to have the Sega Genesis. And we had those first day packs with Altered Beast and we had the Game Gear and we had uh, tons of Super Nintendo games. And then we were selling toys like behind me, the Toy Biz toys and, you know, a little bit of everything. And yeah. uh you know, tons of anime, early anime days. So we're talking going to conventions, picking up VHS tapes, most of these movies not even having subtitles. Like you're importing and watching and guessing yeah. and just appreciating. Uh-huh. Like I remember watching Akira before it was dubbed. Then when it was poorly dubbed that first time in the 90s, I remember watching Doramon movies and never to this day having subtitles knowing what yeah. the hell's going on and then for my big one was astro boy i was a okay. big astro boy nut as a kid um so was my dad and uh we would have uh robotech M- macross was a big part of my life too as a kid and um yeah as we went on you know my dad had a vhs collection as well mm-hmm. and um as as we got older and time went on I got to that point of, you know, living on my own at a young age and I adopted the ability to, you know, Hey, I could buy my own stuff. I'm working now. And I'd go out and start buying my first movies, working at Best Buy, dangerous yep. game. Yeah. Getting discounts on movies was bad news. I probably have 3000 movies in my house between DVDs, HD DVDs. Yeah. I've got and, a couple of those floating around. <laughs> 
and Blu-rays and 4K Blu-rays. Yeah. Just insane. So I love that we have that connection. Um, yeah, the gaming stuff was really a little bit of, you know, from my dad selling it and then me getting involved with it. And then my mom, you know, being an adopter with Zelda. And then just me discovering Castlevania and yeah. Mega Man. And just from there, just playing a lot of games. Like I was very fortunate at that age. I had a very large NES collection um, to the point where my dad was like, we might be able to be profitable with this. Why don't we bring your games across the street to the store? We can rent them out. And half the money I keep, half the money is your allowance. So if we rent games, you, and you can take home whatever you want, whenever you want. I think I had 350 games easily. Whew. So he used to have them in the in the showcase, but then yeah. kids weren't kids weren't returning them. You know, that was the big. So I started losing my games left and right. Yeah, so that was that was rough. And then I never saw the money. That, that money never <laughs> materialized. You know, I got right. money in gifts and toys otherwise. So, yeah. you know, I had I had it all, dude. I was very, very lucky, you know. And then, as I, I mentioned, I got older. I got humble real quick at a, a young age, about 16, living on my own, figuring it out. And uh, I've been doing that since. And, you know, you kind of come first full circle mm-hmm. and I've been able to kind of create my own collection, work hard and be that collector that I've always been. And I'm happy to be able to share that, the passion with you, dude. So it's, Oh yeah. It's awesome. It's funny. So I hadn't even thought about it until you brought it up. My mom was also the Zelda player in the house. Um, and I, I, she's the one that got me playing Zelda originally playing link to the past. Um, And I remember her telling me a story when I was a kid that when she was pregnant with me, she would sit and she would put the controller on her belly while I was kicking. And she was like, that was your first time playing a video game. You would kick the buttons through my stomach. I was like, oh, that's really funny. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, you brought up the job. My my very first job that I applied for, I wasn't even 16 yet. um, The movie theater by me would hire you at 15 as long as you had a reliable ride and i snagged that job immediately i went in i went i had my dad take me out to buy me a new suit and i went in and interviewed for a part-time movie theater job in a full suit i mean full suit jacket tie the whole nine yards went in and the manager was like yeah you can work here. You want to come sweep up the floors of popcorn? And you came in a full suit? Awesome. Yes. I don't care how old you are. Um, That's awesome. So if you work at the theater, you can watch as many movies as you want. So after right. the theater would shut down, we could go up, me and the other folks that I worked with, because I became really good friends with a lot of those people, we would go up into the projection booth and load whatever we wanted to watch. And we'd stay and watch stuff before it was released stuff that, you know, we'd watch stuff after we closed. Um, and then my next job I got to pair with that was GameStop. It's like, I'm going to work at the movie theater and at GameStop. And then once I had more time on my hands, I started working at subway. (laughs) So (laughs) I would get free food to take to the movie theater. And then I would work at GameStop and take home video games. Well, well, you get to you get to, you get to borrow you get the to games. borrow the games exactly. Yes. I was like, so I don't have to pay for video games, I don't have to pay for movies, and I don't have to pay for Subway because you would get a free sandwich, and then 
I, no cops are going to come after me at this point, but our manager <laughs> didn't give a shit. And she was like, take all the food you want. I don't fucking care. It's subway. We would stay after <laughs> on weekends and she would use the gas masks that we were supposed to use to cut onions. She converted them and, she would, and the whole store would get together and smoke weed out of the, out of the gas masks behind the subway. She did <laughs> not give a fuck. <laughs> so we would go to subway, get high just take all the food we could possibly get out of the store. That's <laughs> so, hilarious, dude. And you're making it yourself. So you're stoned as a motherfucker loading up making the concoctions. <laughs> you know, you just put everything on it and be sl- sloughing off the damn sub because the subs would be stacked this fucking high. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. It was awesome, man. And it only <laughs> lasted for, you know, it only lasted there for about a year. The manager obviously didn't keep her job for too long. Right. <laughs> but it seems to be a long time for her too, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good, it was a good job though. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, one of my buddies that I, that I uh, used to work with there, I'm still friends with. Uh, he went on to become a, a, a pretty successful produ- uh, music producer and rapper nice. he he makes beats and uh you can you can check him out sometime online it's neato beats on uh twitter and instagram and he makes some fantastic fantastic music for some of the biggest um rappers out there right now so sweet good stuff yeah. that's awesome man yeah i mean i hate to say it but i had a lot of jobs <laughs> you know as i uh started and my first on the books job was actually, um, I don't know if you remember, because I don't know if they were in every state, but there used to be um, like a skateboard type shop called Blades Board and Skate. And um, it was like, you know, snow, uh, snowboards, skateboards, rollerblades. And they had, we had a place one. like that by me, but it was called Demented, Demented Skate Shop. But I'm, okay. I'm familiar yeah. with what you're talking about, just not the name. Yeah, this was more of like a like a corporate entity, so there was definitely you know a handful of them around, right? But uh, yeah, I worked there for a tiny bit on uh, my freshman year of school, and then I worked at a golf uh, mini golf slash go kart slash bumper cart place called Safari Golf. That Very was cool. making five bucks an hour on the books, actually five fifteen because that was the minimum wage at the time, but. In between that and before that, I was working a lot of off the books jobs and I worked at a bunch of mom and pop video game stores. Yeah. So I adopted, you know, helping my dad in his store, which unfortunately, you know, it didn't last, you know, past like the mid 90s. Um, But after that, you know, I wanted to get involved somewhere in in the gaming world. So I worked in stores in Brooklyn, New York. I worked in Staten Island at a place called Game Champ. And I was there for a, a good amount of time, and uh, I was there for like the PS2 launch. And yeah. we used to sell, we used to sell the consoles for seven hundred bucks. We were the only store that had them. We did mod chips. We did Dragon Ball VHS tapes, which was huge at the time. And I met a lot of uh, people there that I still see and talk to. Yeah, that, like were cust- that were customers. You know, like hey, you used to sell me these movies. You used to mod my games and. It's really cool over the years and that there was one time I went to a wrestling event and then somebody was like, oh, shit, it's the game champ because they used to have like a commercial on Staten Island cable. And mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, I had long hair and a ponytail and I was in the commercial like, you know, they're like, all right, help the girl and we'll film you. 
and it was That's me awesome. in the commercial. And the commercial used to air during like Monday Night Raw, like on. Oh Staten man, Island if you could find that commercial when you I've been looking for years, dude. Oh, that was so cool. But uh, yeah, so I mean, from there, you know, again, I've mentioned it in the previous shows. I've worked in just about every video game store that was in my vicinity. Yeah, Game Champ, Funko Land, EB Games, you name it, and then Best Buy, of course. But uh, yeah, fast forward to now, just loving that I can watch and play just about anything I want and not having enough time to do it. Yep. <laughs> the harsh That's reality. The mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I live in, I have this awesome, amazing office that I'm usually working all day with the day job. I don't get to appreciate, but I'm grateful to have it. Yeah. You know? So it's one of those, you know, balances in life. Yep. But um, no, it's, it's really cool, dude. So I'd say we could probably wrap it up soon yeah um no, that's great wanna, yeah do you want to like maybe talk about a game that we're playing together like you know in a sense like we're both playing the same game because i think that's cool when we do that because it gives us a little bit of dialogue like we're not playing the game in a co-op sense yeah we will, we will be playing a vr one soon i just wanted to ask how are you enjoying uh originally it was called grim guardians but now it's called gal guardians there were some mm-hmm. legal issues with the company yeah uh, with the name game the name had to get changed but it's like a metroidvania-esque mm-hmm. uh, game that has like two-player capability which is yeah. very unique for that type of game extremely uh, you're you're playing it i believe on the switch yeah and i'm playing it on playstation i just just curious what you thought so far it's a blast man it's, it's a blast really, it's, really, a... it's unique yeah yeah um i mean it, you can obviously see the the metroidvania stuff and you can there's there's a good bit it's almost become to the point where it's now a dead cells like not even because dead cells you know was was off yes. of a metroidvania um this reminds me a lot of dead cells but in a very unique way like the the way that the story kind of unfolds and the way that the land unfolds i think in and my As experience hasn't been done yeah yeah it's it's done in a way that's very different than most of the other games of this type um, right and it's just been a blast it's been something that i haven't I don't like sit down for an extended period and play it. But anytime I have downtime that I'm like, oh, I could pick up my switch. I do. And that's what I'm playing. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it, too. I, I do like the the diversity between the, the, the two different characters. And obviously, when you're playing alone, you you have the ability to switch between the two. Um, I like that one has more of a weapon that's like a gun, which mm-hmm. is not what you usually expect in those types of games. So it's a good uh, dynamic change. Because the characters definitely handle differently. I like that they give you difficulty options for that type mm-hmm. of game. It's a little more forgiving than many of yeah. uh, those style style of games like Dead Cells where you die, you kind of lose, you know, everything. Yep. But um, if you guys haven't checked it out, definitely check out Gal Guardians. It's a lot of fun. There's tons of Metroidvania clones out there. But it's definitely one that has broken kind of the traditional approach yeah. and has it's, some really neat features. And it looks it has that Castlevania kind of look. It does. You know, it looks very pretty. And, and Even on the Switch, when we had yeah. that conversation the other day about how much the Switch sucks. But it looks really good <laughs> even on the Switch. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to get your quick, quick bits on that. And oh, one yeah. thing I will mention, there's a game that I'm working on right now that is also a Metroidvania kind of game. We could talk about that later. I don't know if you've heard of this game, Romancelvania. Oh my god, I saw the I saw the email come through. Wasn't it made by the guy that did Bioshock? 
I believe so. Yeah. And yeah. I thought is, the lead dev from Bioshock is the guy that made that. It was like a passion project. It's out there. But I yeah. love it. I love really? it. I just want to, yeah, I just want to leave it there and say, like, I love it. It's so okay. weird. And I different. saw the PR email and I ended up passing on it because um, I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I snagged. I mean, it's on my pile. I got right, a bunch right, of right. games to work on first, but I put it in last night and I played for like a good hour and a half. And I'm like, wow. this is really cool. It's so weird because it's like almost like a dating sim. Right. But it's got Metroidvania elements and it it's like an action RPG in a sense. Like instead of leveling up, you get rankings because it's like a TV show. Okay. You know, like the idea is like the uh, the Grim Reaper is trying to get Dracula to date again because he's lost his love and he hasn't he okay. hasn't done any anything violent for a thousand years and it's throwing the balance of the world. So he's like, you have no choice. I'm going to get you to redate and you could change Dracula between male and female if you want. So I kind of bro- I, I okay. broke that dynamic and I decided to go female style Drac and just yeah. goes by Drac. And uh, yeah, you meet a bunch of different, you know, like you got big breasted like uh, genie. You got a, a demon dude that literally has no pants on and j- they just have the blur on his crotch <laughs> area <laughs> that he's like a total bro. <laughs> and he's just like all about break you know banging and you know and then there's like a medusa that's just her head she's lost her body so she's like, oh my god that's had a relationship with drac before like there's just really cool dynamics and i figured since we were talking metroidvania yeah i'd bring it up fresh we will definitely talk about it again but that's super cool really cool they didn't have the balls that dante's inferno had then well, i haven't gotten far enough we don't know but I don't know if that blur will get uncensored or if it gets worse. Do you remember? Do you remember that in Dante's Inferno yeah. when you're fighting the devil at the end and he's just got that <laughs> massive fucking cock just <laughs> swinging through the battlefield? <laughs> that you're game supposed to that, fight him. Oh my god! <laughs> that game. That game was amazing in so one many of my ways. favorites of all yeah. time. Still to this day, that's one of my favorite games. Probably the game that I've replayed the most. I have my Dante figure from Electronics Boutique as a pre-order bonus. One of the best yeah. pre-order bonuses you can get because yeah. you couldn't buy the figure anywhere. No, Amazing. I've got I've got the uh, the animated film too. That was great too. It was yeah. almost I don't want to say one to one, but it was really close. It was pretty fucking close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it was great. It was <laughs> it was done so well. That game is so good. If I could if I could just will any remaster into the world or a remake, I would a remake of Dante's Inferno. Yes, yeah. please. I know people shit on it when it came out for being like a God of War clone or whatever. But dude, that yeah. story was so cool. It was such yeah. a cool telling of that. And I was just hoping tale. that we'd get more of it. But, you know, and the little the, fighting the lust, the lust demoness and the little monsters coming out of her nipples. <laughs> what are we looking at? What is this? It's impaling. So the little aborted babies on your site yeah. and flinging them across hell like come on man well, the most, that's a reason that's a reason it won't get remade the most sure. fucked up thing i've ever played but it was so much fun man it was so well done it was so cool i feel like agony was worse and that was and that was a bad experience yeah agony was bad though although i just got an email that they're doing a vr it's coming to vr <laughs> Yeah, that, that might and be cool. succubus and succubus. It might be cool if the gameplay didn't suck so bad. I wanted to like agony. I like yeah. any any game that takes me to hell is cool. I've got a weird <laughs> thing with hell and demons and all that. I think that shit's cool as fuck. But 
anything that takes me to hell is cool. So I gave agony a fair shot. Like you did. I remember fair (laughs) shot, but the gameplay was so abysmally bad. Ugh. (laughs) Maybe in a side with a side order. (laughs) Yeah, no, no shit. Maybe, maybe in VR, that would be good. Cool. Who knows? All right, guys. Well, as always, we can do this all day and we love, we love the chat. Um, we appreciate your time as always. We hope you enjoyed our visit. We're happy to see you and hear you. We hope that we can connect in the near future with some of you out there when the world yeah. is a better place to visit. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but uh, yeah, till next time, we hope you guys have a great week. Stay safe. Take care. Have fun. See you guys. <laughs>